to men or nuts. M-A-N, man, men are nuts. And this is a podcast to do with men and mental health awareness, emotional health awareness as well. And also just to talk about how us as men put things in society, things in society that are happening to us, whether it be depression, suicide, or whether we've come through that and got to the other side. I want men to come on here and listen and also talk about anything and everything to do with us. Welcome to Men and Us. And we have a special guest. Here he is, Pete Bell. Pete, can you introduce yourself and how are you today? Yes, hello, Andrew. Um, yeah, I'm well today. I'm uh, Pete Bell and I'm here in the UK, Clifton, Nottingham, England. And it's great to be talking to you um, from your base in Qatar. Right, Pete, I've, I've heard today that um, I'm hearing that it's, is it two? The temperature is two in, in the UK at the moment and it's very cold. I've just been told that. Is that true? Yeah, it's very cold, um, but we're used to it. So we're, we're hardened. We just get on with it. But the winter's not been as bad as it, it normally can be, to be fair. And we're into February now. So, you know, I think we've done all right so far. Yeah. So, so Pete, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, tell us a bit, what, about, a bit what you do and, you know, a little bit about your background and, you know, just take it away from there. Just let, let, the, let the listeners know about your thoughts and, you know, you know just things that you've done. Okay. So, so as you know, um, over 20 years ago, I was caught up in the criminal justice system. Um, I spent three and a half years in the system um, committing crime. Um, and some of that was spent in prison. A short period of time was spent in prison. Um, and then just before I was due to be sentenced for a five-year period, I sadly lost my child. Um, he died. So that was a real tough time. And the judge... Uh, must have looked at it and felt that it wasn't the right place to put me in prison uh, for my own mental health and well-being. And he placed me on probation. So I spent a couple of years on probation, um, still pretty much in a real dark, lonely place. Uh, I always describe it as being lower than the floor. And that's where I stayed for a couple of years. So I was heavily drinking back then. And I was staying in bed till, you know, the middle of the day. I had no job to speak of. And um, it was a really, really bad time because a lot of my family had sort of left me. And it was pretty much me alone for, for a period of time. And then... um I was tied into the local employment office and I had an advisor who was trying to get me into employment and they sent me down to one of the local football clubs, Notts County Football Club, um, and I started coaching. And, you know, over 20 years later, I'm 
totally teetotal, so I've not drank for 23 years. I hold over 25 qualifications, um, over 20 years, like I say, experience. And for the last couple of years, some of my works took me into prisons and into the local community. And now I work to effect change and help share my story to turn people around who, you know, have probably turned left instead of turning right and made made mistakes. Um, so that's what I do. And it gives me a lot of satisfaction and it's good for my well-being. From a selfish point of view, I feel, you know, so much energised because I get up every day, never think I'm going to work. I just think I'm going to do something. I enjoy that. Uh, I, you know, love and will make a difference. And no disrespect to anyone, but but I say to people, I don't change light bulbs. I change lives. So that's pretty much um, a little bit about what I do and, and, and covering the last 20 years of my life, really. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's been a bit of a journey then, and and um, they often say in football, a, um, a journeyman, a journeyman, and he's and, and he's still the journeyman is still with us. He's been through uh, up and down the different leagues, and and he's still and he's still playing. And you seem to be you seem to be still playing. He's still playing pretty well, in fact. So tell us a little bit about how and in those times. Um, how did you what did, did you go through what was your thoughts did you go through depression was it was it you would say you're in a dark place tell us a little bit more about that yeah i mean it, it it's just a world that you can't really describe to anybody unless they've been in that world you know we're talking overtired we're talking no ambition you know we're talking a day-to-day -day existence a dark hole you know you close your eyes it's dark um it, it's a real it's a real bad place to be and the more you succumb to it the harder it is to get out of it you know, it, it, you, we all have to get out of bed for something. We have to, we have, to have something to get out of bed for. And, and back then, for that period of time, there was nothing for me to get out of bed for, so I just didn't do it. And yeah. that obviously impacted and, and, you know, it just takes you more down and down and down. You're just spiralling out, out of control. And when you've got people who are not around you have been around you to help and support and and you know that obviously makes difference but at that time you know a lot of people didn't want to know me and I don't blame them for not wanting to know me um, because I was a complete mess at, at, for a period of time so it's dark it's dark and uh you know, being a man as well with all the, you know, you don't want to talk to people. You don't think it's um, the thing to do. We're meant to be, you know, manly and just get on with it and, you know, at the forefront of the family, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you tend to not speak to people and you tend to just 
so like I say, survive day to day. Yeah. So I've, I've always found, I'm finding interesting now, um, not just now, but it's in, it's interesting over the years is that things like that. Your you, I mean, your you know, your six foot what six foot four is it? Six foot four. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a big guy. Um, you know, you've you, you've got your tattoos. You you and when people have this image of what what people perceive to have this image of somebody with who's a big and this and that, is that they're always going to, yes they're going to be always going to be this this tough guy but sometimes inside no one knows what's going off inside so um, like you say you're feeling down you're in a you're in a dark place um, that's not to say that you you, you, you know this person's not a tough guy it's just that we never know what's going off inside that person's inside inside that person's heart and inside that mind. I mean, what do you think to that? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, the the level of crime I was involved in was all about violence. So there was always this sort of macho-ness that you couldn't let go of and people were expecting you to be there for them and protecting them. And if things did escalate within the areas you were in, you, you sort of felt that you had to step up to the plate and, and help protect people because if you didn't then they'd question your you, you know your standing in the group etc yeah. um, so there, there was an element a big element to that you know um, and I was talking to somebody the other day you, you do get addicted to things and you know I guess I got addicted to to being involved in in physical violence um, and a lot of it was fueled by alcohol and the fact also around before my son died there was you know custody battles going off and then when he died he, he, were, he wasn't there so there was all that trauma of you know bitterness frustration around losing a child and not understanding you know why somebody who's was very young would be taken before yourself. So yeah, yeah. it yeah, it, it was a dark place, like I say. You know, I'll always say a dark place and that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. So so in a sense then, you know, we men, I mean, I'm not saying that women don't, but women men tend to to when things happen with squeeze trauma, we tend to do things like um not understand you know, we, we don't come to an understanding of what's happening until much later. Sometimes it could be coming much later, where it's maybe fatal or whatever. Um, but we, send, we tend to lash out. Um, do you feel that as part of as part of what what happened to you, you were lashing out a lot, and you and, and uh, you know pretty angry at the time when that when those things were happening? Obviously, you would have been uh, you know upset and hurt. Um, do you feel that that was part of it as well? Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I was I was angry from sort of around the nineteen nineties right through until you know ninety six, ninety seven. I was just an angry man and not a nice person to be around. And a lot of it just just came through the frustrations of you know wanting to be part of somebody's life and, and the system and the courts doing things that I felt were unnecessary and, and that yeah. caused a lot of anger and a lot of frustration, a lot of bitterness. So you get to a point and people do it and it's not right, but you get to a point where you just say, you know what, 
I'm going to do what I feels right, what fits with with me and my morals and values. And people take yeah. the law the law into their own hands. And yeah. when you do that, you know it's complete anarchy, and it's not what a democracy is about. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that going off resentment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, you know, I'd like to save, you know, the, 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 the bit about um, the part, obviously, you know, obviously I don't want that to be uh, anything that's taken away from it, but I don't, I'd like to save the part where, you know, your, your, your child died. I'd like to save that for another podcast so to, 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 to chat about your emotions then. I'd like to move on to the part where you you, you then found yourself in um in custody and, and and things like that how 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 did that feel and what made what what actually turned your life around us uh, per se being in custody is, is not a nice place to be and, and knowing that you wanted as well is not a nice thing to to have on your on your conscience you know um looking over your shoulder all the time I think in custody, you know, there's a lot of isolation and, and I obviously see that in the prisons um, and you put in a room and, and all the rest of it and you're there with your thoughts and sometimes you, you're hung over from the night before and, and then the, you feel sense of regret and embarrassment and, and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it's a lonely place. It, it, it's it's a room with a door and, and not much else, and you're alone with your thoughts. And you know, um, and I was locked up a few times in different police stations and being put through the system. And then there's all the things around, you know, fingerprints and questioning and that. And you know, it, it, it it's a tough thing because you know, obviously the police are looking to get convictions, and so they. You know, not they're not always truthful with you, and and they'll try and big you up. So you come out of your shell and go, yeah, you know, yeah, I am a big guy, and I do do this, and it ain't it great, and that. So they try and appeal to your ego a little bit as one of the tactics. But but no, it's it's a lonely place, and and being in prison for the short time I was there, you know, whether it's one day or or twenty five years, you you put in an environment where, you know, there's little hope. There's there's lots of lock up. There's you know food, but you know you're not you're not obviously getting what you could when you're not in prison, and you can't just help yourself to massive portions and all the rest of it. So you know it, it, it's not a great environment to be, but that's the env- environment of of how we punish people. You know. Yeah. So um, so from from what. What actually was a turning point for you then, after after going through all that where you've been through the, the trauma and, and then you know the, the, the fights and and the the, the 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 being locked up and what what got you out of it that may may not have got someone else out of it or who's probably gone yeah you know, done done these things multiple times. And even for someone who may have who may have died in prison or you know committed so it's like what changed things for you? What was the turning point? The turning the turning point, I guess, there was a few turning points, but the one I'd probably embark on or talk to you about is um, 
seeing that advertisement for that position within the football club and getting down there and having a go at, at coaching, that probably saved my life. And that's not yeah. that's not dramatic. That is, you know, the way it was back then. It was a scary, lonely, isolated place. So that that was a turning point. But you know, there's there's been other turning points as well. But that during that time was 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 the one. So, so could you put a finger on at the at that moment? Could you you know you know it's going to be some years? But could you think back at that moment? What what was it that made you say, "I'm going to look at that"? What is what was that thing that thought of like when you looked at the adverts and said, "I'm going to go for that"? Or was it just um, was it was it was it did it happen over a period of weeks, or did you procrastinate, or was it something you just thought, "I'm just going to go and do that. I'm going to go and do it now." No, I sort of woke up and and and, and thought to myself, "What are you good at?" You know, and sport was always good for me, and I was, you know, pretty good at football and cricket, and turned me on to most sports. So it's just right. Let's find something that fits with you, and then obviously the job centre, seeing that, then seeing an advert for a qualification to run alongside it. Um, you know, the the one in the the one in the football club, and it sort of that was it. It, it I was up and running. Um, so. Yeah, so that 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 was it, really. Um, yeah, big turning point. Yeah, so in a sense, so from there, what what happened next? And after you know, you went to you did, you did not scatter. I mean, you know, his story seems like one of um, you know, like like quite a lot of people. Where you're down there, like you say, in this dark place, you're down, and all of a sudden, well, I don't know if it's all of a sudden, really, but. You can say it's also on that moment in time where you just lift, lift. It's almost like something you lifted. That'd be like Tyson Fury lifting himself off the canvas in that in that against Deontay Wilder. It, it it's almost like you've you've risen. What 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 happened next after the Notts County? Okay, well, what I'd like to do is leave that till next time. Yeah. So I'd like to pick up on that. Um, brilliant. Is that okay? Yeah, that, I mean, I'd love to hear your story on that, and 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 you know, so so your rehabilitation, your in terms of rehabilitation and what you're doing now, you said you you've gone into prisons. Yeah. Do you see that as your as do you see that as uh, some sort of not redemption, but something that you, you've almost come full circle. Yeah, and, and, and like I've just said, I'd like to leave those for future series because there's an awful lot in them. Yeah. So, so you know, I'd like to, to leave it there for now, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I want I want to thank you for your time. Um, yeah. and, thanks, Pete, and thanks for having you on. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to future episodes. Um and we'll talk about some of the other things on, um, on 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 episodes maybe two, three, or four. Yeah, um, this, this story could come go on and on. I think, and yeah. I look forward to having you on. All right. Well, you take care and uh, best wishes to everybody. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me on. Your your podcast is brilliant, and keep up the good work and spreading the message. Take care. Thanks, Pete. And um, I'd like to say to everyone that. You know, if if you if you do if you are listening to this, um, just listen to the words. What you know, what's Pete said, and 
maybe you are in that dark place and you can rise up. 